0: Hi, I'm Edwin, and I'm Andrew. Two men, fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: His glory,
0: I will see. I will. End. Welcome to Text Talk. We've got a great episode, a discussion of Acts chapter 17. Glad you're here for it. Edwin, what's our text today?
1: I, I'm glad you know this is going to be a great episode. I'm still sitting here on the edge of my seat wondering. It's the
0: power of positive thinking. If you We're, tell them it's great, then they already know. That's great. Well, it's well, this is be great. great.
1: This is great. This is great. Verses 30 through 34 of Acts 17. I am reading from the English Standard Version. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, We will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysius the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them.
0: I appreciate the Apostle Paul cutting to the chase. Um, It could be that with Luke, there is just this uh, economy, uh, you know, economy of content. But you got your one shot to go give your trial to the people that want to, you know, make your statement in trial to the people who are going to sit in judgment on you. Do you get to stay in this town and keep teaching? Is there even going to be criminal Uh, You know, criminal problems.
1: Are we going to feed you poison like we did Socrates when we made these accusations against him? What do we do with you? And in this message
0: to go from the unknown God to the resurrection as the evidence, as the proof that everything I've said is true,
1: Um, we get there. And what we find is once again, the resurrection is the rub. The resurrection is the problem. Mm -hmm. And... I'm just going to say this every time we get to it. There is this modern idea that we have figured out in our enlightened period that people don't just come back from the dead. All those folks back there in the Bible day, the reason Christianity took off is because they were stupid and they did not know. Sorry for all of you who have children in the car. Uh, they were ignorant. They were foolish. They were unwise. They were gullible, believing that they would have resurrection.
0: Yeah, that just happens all the
1: time. What we find is they knew, just like we know, people don't come back from the dead. If that actually happened, that would be amazing, and it would mean something. Mm -hmm. And And they didn't want to believe it. And it does
0: mean something. It means that Jesus is king and that all of this is true. But to your point about it being being the difficulty, being the rub. You know, in verse 18 of this chapter talks about the Epicurean, the Stoic philosophers encountered him. This is when he's speaking in the marketplace. His soul is stirred up in him because he sees all the idolatry and all this paganism around him. But as he's teaching and preaching, he's questioning, what does this babbler want to say? Others said he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. It was this teaching about Jesus and the resurrection that occasions this meeting before the Oropagus. So he has to get there. I mean, this is what he needs to talk about. And yet he doesn't give you 50 proofs for the resurrection. Maybe also this is because another example of a sermon that gets a little cut short. Um, (laughs) I knew
1: you were going to bring that up. I knew you were going to bring that up. You're big on patterns. He starts talking (laughs) about the resurrection and they start mocking him. Boo Boo birds come out. Nobody... (laughs) I I may have to just stop the whole podcast for that one. (laughs) Let's let's try to move on. (laughs) So, yeah, we've got these guys who are mocking. We've got these guys who are saying, this can't be. People don't come back from the dead. I just want to drive that home. Yet, some people ended up believing. Why would that happen? Because they saw things and they heard things that caused them to say, I know that doesn't happen but you've convinced me that it happened this time. So what's interesting
0: about this is when he does preach the resurrection, in verse 31 I'm looking at, he, this God, this unknown God who now you know because the apostle has declared him, God has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Assurance of what? That there's a day appointed to judge the world. Um, and judge him through a man, a chosen man. Here, resurrection is a proof that there is a particular judge, an appointed judge, and that we all stand before him in judgment. Um, you know, I guess I'm trying to follow this logically a little bit. How exactly does that go together? How do you see that fitting together?
1: Well, here's what catches my mind here as I'm, as I'm listening to what you're saying and trying to process it, is it did... Uh it did catch me that they didn't get upset when he said there's going to be judgment. Mm. It's not until he, they said resurrection. They were kind of with him mm-hmm. through this moment of judgment. But then when he says, and we know he's going to have the judgment because he brought this fella back from the dead, mm-hmm. that's when they start getting upset. So run me back here. Let me hear your question again, because I was kind of thinking along a different lines and, I, and I, I'm not quite sure that well, I'm I, answering I, what you're asking. I didn't
0: mean to throw you a curveball there, but I, I'm just saying. I do it to you it, usually,
1: so now it's my turn.
0: As, as we track along with it, okay, here's the declaration, the command, you need to repent. Why do you need to repent? Verse 31. Because he's appointed a day he will judge the world in righteousness. You're going to be judged. He's going to judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he's ordained or by a man he's chosen. Mm -hmm. He's given assurance of this. Here's the proof of this. I guess that there will be a judgment and that the man has been chosen who will judge. He's given assurance of this by raising him from the dead by raising the man who will judge you from I, I, the
1: dead. I think that's the point. He's given assurance that he has chosen a man who's going to judge you, and and we know that because look, here's the fellow that died, and he brought him back from the dead. He defeated death. This is the one who gets to be judge. I, I'm sure there was going to be more that he was going to say about this idea of resurrection, but like you said, they got cut short. I'm mm-hmm. sure there was more he was going to say about this idea of judgment, but he got cut short. It does seem to me that his point though is he made it clear. He made it clear that he has chosen a man who is going to judge, that he has appointed a man who is going to judge. And he made that clear by raising that man from the dead. He is the judge. That's not a way we commonly today like to think of
0: Jesus. Well, it's not. And it's not often the way that even we've been talking about the wonder and the joy and the blessing of this teaching of resurrection, that uh, the resurrection not only proves that there's life after death and there's heaven and blessing, but here Paul is using it as a proof that there's
1: judgment and consequences
0: for those who do not repent.
1: I'm backing up to what got Paul into this whole Areopagus thing. Mm-hmm. He he's actually been teaching for some time. I mean, this right. is not just he came into the the marketplace this morning, and by this afternoon, he's been reasoning in the synagogues and the marketplace for days. And finally, they've said, "Hey,
0: there has to be time for this teaching to permeate."
1: Yeah, and so there's some of this that they've actually already heard, mm-hmm. and so maybe there's some aspect of this that he 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 knows he's already taught some things, they've already heard some things, and he's bringing that summation. Okay, and he's he's. driving driving home the proof of what I've been teaching you? Because it did tell us, they even said, he seems to be teaching foreign gods because he was preaching about Jesus Jesus. and the resurrection. You know, some people suggest that it may be that these guys with their different views about gods thought that when he was using resurrection, which I think is the Greek word Anastasia, uh, I'm trying to remember some of my words there, but that they would use that Word mm-hmm. as a name for a god, and they think he's not only talking about Jesus but this other god, this god resurrection. Oh, wow! And okay. so, because he's teaching foreign deities, deities plural, mul- yeah. plural, yeah, yeah multiple. Yeah. And so, now he's getting down to no, look, I'm not talking about foreign deities, I'm talking one about the god you all know is out there, you just don't know who he is. I'm telling you about him, two, I'm telling you. He came into the world and was resurrected, mm-hmm. God showing that this one is going to be the judge in, well, of course he doesn't get to the point that in your resurrection, right. but it is the highlight that look, after this life is over, there's gonna be something else. Yeah, There is going to be resurrection. He has proven that judgment is coming by bringing him back from the dead, by showing there's more to life than mm-hmm. this life. And he did that by, by showing us in Jesus. Mm-hmm
0: amen to that now as we pointed out that they they um, probably cut this message a little bit short verse 32 when they heard of the resurrection of the dead some mocked uh, so that that you know they seem to be uh, that'll be the end of that talk I want to just talk about for a moment uh, as the chapter concludes you've got three reactions here to the preaching of the resurrection to the preaching of Paul here at the uh, you've got some people who are mocking that's a hard no They are not interested in this gospel. They think it is foolishness. They're going to ridicule the messenger. And so they mock. But now notice this. Others said, we will hear you again on this matter. They are curious. They are not willing to dismiss it out of hand. They are not going to mock him. But neither are they saying, this is is the message I've been waiting for all my life, right? You know, I I see it. Um, But... But there, there's merit here. We, we need to know more. And then you have, then you have Paul departing from among them, verse 34, some men joined him and believed. Among them, Dionysius the Areopagite, a woman named Damaris, and others with him. Well, you know, you have one who's there in the council that believes this is true. We talked in the last couple of uh, episodes recently about this idea of what it means to be a believer in this New Testament. This is somebody who is becoming a Christian. They're being baptized. They're willing to repent. And you have a leading lady as well, and then others with them. So what I'm saying is you, you've got some people who hear this teaching. They mock it. They reject it. They don't want any of it. You've got some who are curious. I need to hear more. I have questions to ask. Let's talk more about this. And you have some who respond in the affirmative I do believe. I want to give allegiance to King Jesus. I'm going to serve this God. I didn't know this God before, but now I know, and I want to be one of his
1: people. Those are the three responses that we get today. It's it's the same responses that we get all the time. And and I I guess there's, for the main part, you and I as Christians, as people who teach and those who want to pass on the gospel, need to remember. And Paul has a choice. He can either focus on the folks who rejected. He can either get irritated by the folks that didn't just believe him the first time. Mm -hmm. Or he can say, some people heard, they believed. I'm gonna keep teaching this so other people can hear and believe. And we know which choice he made because he's about to go to Corinth. We're gonna read that in chapter 18 next week. He's gonna go to Corinth and he's gonna teach all of this same teaching there. And there are gonna be people who respond there in just exactly the same ways. Now, it, it does seem... That he does not get arrested. He does not get thrown in jail whatever the impact of this is, he's been able to calm down their fears about this foreign deities thing. He's demonstrated right. some wisdom in the way he's approached it so they he can get out from under that trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when, with some on that council, like you said, the D- Dionysus, the Areopagite, which again brings up, we, we brought up earlier in the week, but if you didn't get to hear that, this idea of Areopagus is not just the hill, but there was a council right. that would meet there. And so when it refers to him as an Areopagite, it's not just a guy who lives on this hill, it's the idea of someone who was among that. Council that tested and tried the folks who were teaching to make sure that they were not misleading the youth or misleading the city. And so that's what we find here. We find, again, I I guess I'm just repeating myself now. These are the same responses we're looking for today. And so honestly, we're looking for a response. Mm. Uh, yeah, where wherever you are in your spiritual walk, you've got a couple of choices that you can make with the things that you hear from the Bible. We know that you might decide to mock them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would hate that for you, and it would be very sad to us. You may say, I want to hear more about this. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you about it send us an email, text, talk at org, Or we,
0: subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast, <laughs> podcast. You'll hear
1: more. Yeah, absolutely. Or you may want to accept it. Maybe you're saying, I, I get it. I believe it. I want to be a part. Reach out to us. We want to help you give your allegiance to Jesus through your faith and repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. We'd love to help you with that. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this week of podcasts with a prayer. We're going to be praying for you.
0: Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the time that we've had uh, to share, study, conversation, talk about your inspired word. And as we look at Acts chapter 17, we are reminded of the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the truth of his return, and that we shall all be judged by him, judged in righteousness. And Lord, only by the gospel we understand can we be made righteous through Jesus Christ. Father, we're praying for the people that are listening and studying along with us, for those that are thinking very seriously about taking steps in faith and obedience to this gospel message. Father, encourage them that they might do so. Uh, Lord, we ask that you might bless us to walk faithfully with you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship.